0: What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hans Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks.
1: College football is coming to Ireland, gang, this summer, August the 27th. It is northwestern Nebraska. Register your interest. Look out for general sale tickets on College Football Island. I'll be there. So will Propo. So will Ben. We might even shout Iron Mike the road trip as well. So make sure you head on over to collegefootballisland.com for more info. Hello and welcome to the Nat Coombs show. Good to have you with us once again, gang. Tom Deacon in the house this week. Looking forward to catching up with him. It's been a while and it's always fun catching up with Deeks. We're going to talk about the 49ers offseason. Lots going on there. Uh, We're going to get into his all-time favourite 49ers as well and uh, plenty more to boot. There's a lot going on with Tom Deeks. Incidentally, there's a fun old bit at the end, so it's worth hanging out for. All I'm going to say is stand up and Bill Belichick, and that's all I'm going to say. I'm going to leave that hanging right there. We'll talk fantasy football with him as well, so it's a good, fun episode. Sit back, relax, enjoy. The Brill, Tom Deacon.
0: Tom Deacon, it is good to see you, man. How, how is life treating you? Ah, oh, Nat. It's always a pleasure to see you as well. Yes, uh, life is going, still going, it goes well. So that is a positive. Tick, tick, tick,
1: tick. What? Well, nah, and she use the word tick uh, because I, I, I. You know, I'm, I'm a positive person, right? And yeah. I'm a, I'm a glass half full kind of guy. But I want to start the show just to a bit of frustration with, okay. with 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 producer Ol, aka prombo mm-hmm. I mean, uh, and this will come as no surprise to you. I've got a list here of reasons why I'm frustrated with Ollie. First of all, no TikTok, still no TikTok. I mean, we're getting ridiculous now. That's poor. Uh, Really, really. Uh, Secondly, here we are, me and you, two of the hardest working men in showbiz. Where's our producer? I mean, we've been left
0: to our own devices once again. No producer means two things. One, this because this is going to be the best show without mm. him because I feel like he holds <laughs> us back. Yeah. Second, yeah, we could go anywhere with this, and again, no one's going to pull us back. Arabianistan. Yeah. Ollie Thornton, my mm. least favorite chocolate brand. So oh. there you go. I'm putting it out there. Dropping, dropping the big... I'm glad he's not here. The big bombs <laughs> last. We love you. Oh,
1: we're only best around. Although I did... Um, the reason I wanted to lay it too old, because, A, because it's uh, quite a lot of fun. But there is a running order. So Propo isn't in the house, uh, but he will be uh, polishing up
0: everything. <laughs> Careful <laughs> what I say there. Uh, you, <laughs> you, look, you, you can't polish certain yeah. things, but you can roll them in glitter. So there you go. That's the you best thing. You can't polish that, koos That's what Mick <laughs>
1: McCarthy would say.
0: I mean, you know, there's a
1: limit, folks. There's a limit. The... Um, The running order is here, though. And that's the thing. And Ollie's done a a, a decent piece of work on this. I know he's been chatting with you. Different ideas. We're going to kick around and always have a lot of fun with you over the next 45 minutes. But what got my goat was we're going to talk a bit of fantasy football on the Mm. show because I know you love your fantasy. It's, well, one of the things that got you into the NFL, right? Um, And we've got a brand new fantasy show dropping soon, imminently, courtesy of our friends, DraftKings. That is going to be your set for the season. I'm very excited about that. Uh, so there's a little section on the running order. And yes, listeners, I'm as surprised as you that we have a <laughs> running order. One uh, of the bullet points that Ollie's put, fantasy football, eight minutes,
0: he said, by the way, that's what we've okay. got. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Why is Nat so bad at it? Okay, that seems a little harsh and uh, antagonistic. So yes. what he's done as a good producer, he's left, he's left little pockets there. Mm. Little things that just might rub you up the wrong way and get you to say something maybe you regret.
1: Yeah, that's why he's prodding me, isn't he? He's antagonising. He's dropping those grenades in. Well, we'll he, to be fair to Ollie, I am terrible. <laughs> uh, but we will uh, we'll talk about that. We'll get into that. We're gonna uh, we're gonna make it a 49ers focus, though. Obviously, with you on. So why don't we get down to business? Let's start with the here and now. What is going on? Because there feels. The 49ers feel to me a really fascinating franchise right now. So let's begin with the Debo situation. And you as a diehard 49ers fan, where are you on this? Because Shefty and others reporting the contract situation, the holdup is all on Debo, right? It's Debo though. 49ers are willing to pay him. The Debo's camp, sources close to Debo saying, well, it's not as simple as dollars and cents, we need to protect our asset and Debo wants to be have assurances that he's not going to be absolutely hammered, burnt and then kicked to the curb, which let's face it, teams do to players uh, on a routine basis, whatever they say and however they try and spin it. So I got sympathy for the player as a neutral looking on. I got sympathy for the player. But the 49ers fans that I've picked up on social seem to be pretty divided on this and plenty that don't have sympathy for for Debo. What about you, Tom? Where are you landing on this right now?
0: Right now, where I stand as a Niners fan, and you make some good points there, Nat, I stand that it's all going to be sorted out come Mm. season. uh, Past training camp, Debo's going to be playing for the Niners. He'll get the deal he wanted or there or thereabouts. However... And that doesn't bother me because I feel in the NFL, you've got individual goals for these players that want to get paid well. Um, He was a third round pick and he deserves to to get paid equally as some of the best wide receivers out there. And the fact that Debo, don't forget, you highlighted it. He's also a running back as well. So he's a dual threat Mm. and is incredible, had an amazing season, deserves to get paid. But then as a Niners fan, it's not just one player, it's the whole team. And he has had a detrimental effect on uh, maybe the draft this year and Mm -hmm. the fact that Kyle Shanahan's had to go and get another wide receiver and a running back to make sure if Debo doesn't play, he's covered. Uh, and then you've also got the Jimmy G situation or oh, the they want to pay Debo. And then they've got Jimmy G still on the book. So I think as an organization, which the Niners are, uh, this is um, just one. I kind of look at it like a butterfly effect. Debo mm. not being happy sets off the the other situations that happened in the draft. And at the end of the day, I have to be hopeful as we all as fans in our team is that it will get sorted and everything will be all right. But he's definitely rocked the boat two things on that so firstly player holds out
1: for all of preseason. the deal gets done ready for week one or thereabouts are you okay with that in the sense that he has and even a player as talented as debo that's it's gonna have some impact obviously in, in terms of season preparation are you okay with that does do you always well in most cases do you tend to favor the player? Because actually, I'm going to join both points together. Because the other thing I was going to mention was the rookie contract and that whole argument, right? So you sign a deal as a rookie, and then you kick off straight, you know, straight away, and within two years, you're one of the best players in your position in the NFL. Do you deserve a contract that reflects the level you're playing at right now, or are you on the side of the argument which says sign a contract? You, sure, you'll get paid when that contract's finished, but it's unfair on the the, the club. And and I guess you know. What I'm asking here is, do you typically side with, with the player here when you're a fan? It's all right for me looking on and saying, hey, I'm Team Debo and NFL teams are mercenary and players need to get paid. And that's all fine and dandy. But if it was two are holding out, <laughs> I might have a different
0: perspective. Yeah. So
1: how do you read that?
0: I think, it's, I think it's really tricky because you you have to respect – The players, because Debo Samuel last year, I mean, I think there was a quote that he carried the team at times and how important he was. And he was, he was incredibly important for the team. But the way he's acted, that's going to come back to burn him at some point. You Mm. know, if you annoy Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch, who are both, I would say, uh, my perspective, very uh, stubborn men, Mm. (laughs) they (laughs) are going to come back at Debo at some point. But it's, it's that balance, isn't it? Hey, you've been incredible. We can't afford to pay you, the same as AJ Brown or or Tyreek Hill, who had trades um, in the off season, but we still want you to be part of the team. And I think that it's been construed uh, in the in the social media that, that maybe DBO's thrown his toys out the pram. Is that the situation? What's been going on behind the scenes? What did the Niners say to him? Like you're going to be a running back and a wide receiver and we don't care uh, if, if you break down next year and you never mm. play again. You know, we, right. we don't know all of those things, but I, I, I do think you're right. I side with the Niners. I'm still going to be a Niners fan next season and the season after, whether Debo's there or not. Uh So I have to believe that the organization, the people making those decisions are are doing the best thing. But do I want to see Debo... You know, sh- shirting up for the Niners. Yes, one hundred and ten percent. But y- you know, what does it affect the locker room? That's that's something. Yeah. George Kittle, one of the highest tight ends uh, paid. Uh, Fred Warner as well. So, and Nick Bosa will get that contract eventually. So, so it feels like the Niners are going to have to pay our top players, and Debo deserves that. But interesting enough, Nat, the, the fact of the matter is they could have. Um, they could have, he, he, he's not going anywhere. He's still contracted for the next two seasons. Right. So I think he was flexing his arm. No one traded big enough for him. So maybe that was a slap in Debo's face that no one wanted to trade for you, you know, or, or to enough. So, mm. so it's, it's a really complex situation, and I hope that it doesn't rock. Uh, but we've already got a problem with the quarterback situation. So, anyway. yeah, so <laughs> so let's, let's talk about problem.
1: that. So, Jimmy G's injury is holding that up, or well, the rehabilitation, right, from the injury is holding that up because, of course, there's no, there's no market for him until, uh, until everybody's clear what they're getting, what they're buying. And that looks like that's going to roll into, well, certainly is going to roll into the summer, you know, and realistically, if they are going to deal him, then it won't be till later on in June, July. Mm. Two ch- big challenges there for the for the 49ers in terms of dealing him. Firstly, the market and let you know and, and it happens, of course, routinely, but if there isn't necessarily a, a significant injury to a starter in training camp, then I see a very narrow window of possibility for, for Players saying a team saying, oh, we want Jimmy G, that's an upgrade, or that's a that's a deal we want to make. Unless, of course, they get a, a certain value, right? It's as the value yeah. diminishes, the stock goes down, then teams might deal at, at that price, maybe a lot lower than the 49ers thought they that they'd get. The second part of it, of course, is are we sure the 49ers definitely want to move them on, given Trey Lance is, of course, that the the quarterback of their future in principle, maybe if they're present now. I think everybody assumed Trey Lance is going to be starting week one, but we also know that he was the rawest out of that group. Mm-hmm. And he looked pretty raw when he, understandably so, when he played last season. So we don't really know what we're getting with Trey Lance. whether he's going to be ready to go for it, for what is going to be a contending side. Week one is Jimmy G, the safer play for the first five, six, seven <laughs> weeks of this
0: season, just to get everything steady. Where, where are you on the whole Jimmy and Trey conundrum? anyone listening right now is going, what on earth are these guys talking about? This is so confusing that it's so many layers to this. Right. Uh, essentially the Niners, if they, if, if Trey Lance is the future should have got him off the books and that's Jimmy G, they should have got him off the books. But again, John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan quite stubborn of what they think the value of, of Jimmy G is. And then obviously when he went and got, um, you know, fixed up, uh, had his uh, uh, surgery. That scuppered the Niners, and I think there's a bit of you know ill feeling between the two there. Like, why would you do this now? You know, we need mm-hmm. to get you off the books. But he's been a loyal servant. He's been very good, got us to the Super Bowl, but makes mistakes. Trey Lance supposedly has a higher skill set that we can tap into and and use. Do you want both quarterbacks on on the books? No, because Jimmy G could be a backup at 25 million a season. You're like, no, thank you. We could have (laughs) paid Debo. We could have maybe got some other free agents. It's a a nightmare situation. And it's really odd to think that the Niners will be just keeping their fingers crossed during training camp going, is there any injuries today? Any quarterbacks around the league? Which is an awful situation uh, to be in. But if they just get rid of him, Someone like the Seahawks, um, maybe even, you know, maybe not Pittsburgh now, but the fact that less of quarterbacks, in my opinion, mm-hmm. compared to Jimmy G. You would tr- you would take Jimmy G over Drew Locke, Would you not? You know how think- dare, how very day. I think everybody who thinks Drew Lock is better than Jimmy G needs to give your head a wobble. Uh, but- <laughs> I I think but, you know the esteem that Drew Lock
1: has held on this show. Uh, so I, think- <laughs> I, I I don't really want to say much more than other than retract
0: that statement immediately. Okay, okay uh, uh, Drew Locke is going to have an amazing season at the Seahawks. Thank you. Uh, as a backup to Baker Mayfield when he uh, potentially signs for the Seahawks, but 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 I do think it's really interesting that Jimmy G. <laughs> is- is is a great quarterback. Trey Lance, uh, I I think, let me retract that statement. I think Jimmy G is a very good quarterback Mm -hmm. who who has led the Niners, has the whole locker room. They've all talked about it in the offseason about how he led that team. And now you've got Trey Lance and but but you've got this problem, and and it's a problem that will not go away. And every team knows that the Niners want to get rid of Jimmy G. So what what do you do? It's uh, you know at some point Kyle Shanahan and John uh, John Lynch are going to have to get him off the books if they believe that Trey Lance is the future. But yeah, I could see them both being there at the at the start of the season in week one. I I love Jimmy G. I mean
1: the way he has handled himself as well, he's a class act, and I don't think it's the craziest idea. I know it's not going to happen. They'll get a deal done. As you said, they're not going to keep him on the books as a backup with the money that he's going to cost. I don't think it's the craziest idea to go into next season with Jimmy G as your quarterback. I really don't as your starter. And just uh, look, as you suggested earlier on, we don't know even whatever's being spun out of, uh, out of the camps, out of the organizations. We don't know where Trey Lance's development is at mm. based on what I've seen, what we know, the, I think it's a logical place to land here that uh, it could be pretty raw for a lot of next season. And yeah. is that going to undermine a championship? It's, it's all very well. Zach Wilson being pretty raw in a team that's going to win a handful of games, but the 49ers are contenders for the whole yeah. shebang. Like, do you want to go in dead set? This is our guy to take
0: us one step further. Were the, the, where the Talk, I mean, th- this is all we do as fans is is read the, the reports and, and the beat writers uh, writing about everything. Uh, with Trey Lance, we might be as a team be able to throw outside the numbers, which basically mm-hmm. means it just opens up a bit of Kyle Shanahan's playbook that maybe Jimmy G couldn't um, manage. Sure. But at the same time, it, it, it's kind of... Um, you know w- w- One interesting thing I read was that the quarterback coach wouldn't have taken Trey Lance. Everything that our, our previous quarterback coach did was not for Trey Lance and they took Trey Lance in the draft. So now they've got rid of him. They need. To, I, I feel like they're going in the direction of Trey Lance, but if he's not ready, you've got to suck it up and and swallow your pride and say, look, Jimmy G is going to take this contender team as far as they need to go. But then it will be a wasted draft pick taking Trey Lance. It's, 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 it's the butterfly effect and I love it. And it's just on a, on a knife edge at the moment.
1: Looking at the other off-season moves, the... Because obviously those two players have dominated the, uh, or three players, I should say, in the Lance and Garoppolo uh, case, uh, in the case of those two who dominated the headlines. But other things are interesting. So Alex Mack, the veteran centre, hasn't decided if he's coming back, right? So mm-hmm. that he, his future is still up for grabs. I think that's a huge bearing on the last couple of minutes of what we've just been talking about. Uh, what did he make of the draft? Uh, uh, and you mentioned the Debo impact on, on that draft. What do you make of
0: uh, what the 49ers did? I, I think overall it was a very successful draft. Uh, 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 and as we all know, what does it mean until we actually see those players right. uh, get into the starting lineup and start playing? But um, I, I think it's always interesting, the Niners, we always seem to take a running back in the draft every, every year, about round three. Uh, that says to me that Trey Sermon, our second round pick in last season's draft, maybe isn't cutting the mustard, Mm -hmm. Uh, but um, we've got a very, very speedy wide receiver. Um, We've got this defensive lineman in Jackson who looks exciting and an offense, um, uh, you know, offensive lineman who's going to, who's going to sit in there and maybe uh, deliver. So I, I think, you know, we've, we've, we've filled all the needs we had in the draft, but whether those players live up to it, um, we shall see as we always know but but I, i'm i'm excited about it i think hey we we plugged the gaps where we needed to and 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 bring on the season and then let's keep our fingers crossed
1: out of the the current 49ers crop uh, any of them in your overall 49ers power rankings you've got any top 5 all-time 49ers in in the current crew
0: no. Nah. I always carry it in my wallet. Hang on. Let do me yeah. just get that out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A lot your credit card, donor card, all time 49ers. Yeah. I like to, like, I like to leave it in my wallet just in case anything happens to me or I get to spread the good word of the Niners. Uh, nice. Someone might find my wallet and be like, oh, who are these five players? Uh, I, I do not. <laughs> I yeah. do. I, if I was to start for me personally, it would have to be Frank, the tank, Frank Gore, the running back. What an athlete, what a, uh, What a beast uh, when it comes to playing in the NFL, third in the all-time rushing list uh, just behind uh, Walter Payton, I think Emmett Smith. So a legend, in my opinion. Um, And if you haven't seen him on tape, watched on YouTube, he's just, just incredible. And the fact he came into the NFL with both his knees having been operated on ACL tears and to have the career he did. Oh, he's he's just, and he was my first shirt that I got. (laughs) Well, that's always, that was always
1: the most important. I I think there must be,
0: I would hazard a guess
1: there's mm, 0.01% of our listeners have not seen Frank Gore. Because he's, he's been playing
0: for 75 years. So, I mean, it's quite hard to, to miss it. <laughs> the Zimmer frame held held him back a little bit. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, I, I remember going to Wembley and um, watching the Niners versus the Jags. Uh, it was like a 40, it was a, it was a real 40, 40, uh, 42 10. It was a drubbing, like real Jags, uh, the, the good old days. Um, yeah. And and watching Frank Gore score a touchdown that day, and I've been to America and I've seen him score touchdowns, and he's just what a servant he was, and yeah, and deserved to end up um, as a niner uh, when he retired. Retire- so, I, love, I love, I love that whole element of I'm going to re-
1: one day sign a contract, uh, or rather, sign a one day contract to retire as a player for that team. And yeah, quarterbacks, kickers players that you expect to to pl- live out the string and roll into often, well, <laughs> their 40s these days, yeah. certainly their late 30s. But of course you don't in the running back. I mean, it's the diametric nice. opposite. It's Like, oh, they're average a couple of years and they're done. So for Frank Gore to have any player like that that has this really enduring career when they're in, such a demanding position in terms of wear and tear, and they're still playing. Fifteen years later, like Steve Smith was the same as well, and just still balling. Just, yeah. and just the scrap and the fight that they show as well. I mean, you could, uh, you conceivably, we could give Frank Gore a belt
0: today. Yeah, and he'd be there, suited up. Let's go. I'm ready, and he'd do it. He'd do a job. Yeah, it, or he'd coach. I mean, the amount of running backs that have been his understudy. And retired and he's still playing. Uh, it's just incredible. That, that level of professionalism, not just because he played for the Niners. I think any fan of any team in the NFL would look at Frank Gore and be like, that guy's solid. I'd, I'd want him on my team because he just has that buzz about him and, and, and his, the professionalism, which I've, I've said just emanates through the whole team and he's one of those people you would definitely want in the locker room um, and maybe yeah. not the most vocal but someone who you know leads by example and that's yeah that's that's why I love him uh, I, I I am uh, all about that uh, is he number one list?
1: So we power ranking oh, it? We, we got into some kind of top five so is this is that too hard a question to us?
0: he is yeah. the top tier, uh, then, top uh, tier. <laughs> okay. then, then then I think it's just more the next uh, four players are because I have that connection of going to a match and, and, mm. and seeing them play. Uh, I would put number two uh, in that power ranking is uh, Colin Kalpenick, Uh And that's how I'm pronouncing it. I've watched a few documentaries mm. and uh, there's quite a few, you know, how you pronounce his surname, but I'm going with uh, I Yeah, I go yeah. Cap just to play that safe. Let's go Cap. <laughs> uh, Colin Cap. Uh, yeah. Cap. <laughs> Sounds like a brilliant uh, new headwear design. Um, I uh, <laughs> love Colin Cap just because I was there for his first road game. Alex Smith had gone down injured. Yeah. Uh, I was at, it, it, well, it was in New Orleans, uh, the Mercedes-Benz Superdome as it was back then, and watched him dominate. And that famous game against Green Bay, where mm. he, um, he threw for over 200 yards, uh, rushed for 181, just diced up that Green Bay team at Lambeau Field. Uh, and it just scored four touchdowns that day. And you're like, this guy's legit. But also I love him for the for the, what he's done uh in terms of his activism uh and um i just think and his protests and, and he's raised awareness and the fact that he, after his career he probably could have still played on but made a stand to say no this is what i believe in and i i respect that so that's yeah. why he's number 2 on my on my all time list he is a great and i
1: think it, given all of the social activism and and how remarkable a a man he is that we forget how good a player he was and mm-hmm. and how good he could have become i didn't And and let's be clear about this. He hasn't had the opportunity. Whichever way you cut it, there is—it's ridiculous that Cap has wanted to come back. He's wanted to play. That he hasn't had a spot on a roster. And you look, and I'm not going to call out a, a, you know, a second, third stringer because there are so many actually examples in in the last five years of players that you think, how the hell have they got a spot on a roster and and Cap isn't playing in, in the NFL. You forget how a good a player he was and how good a player he could have become. You think about the development of quarterbacks and how many of them start to really hit a groove the, the the older they get. Because there are some that say, well, you know, limitations. He had too much zing on the ball. And yeah, sure, he was dynamic, but he wasn't as dual threat as Lamar or so-and-so. And, you know, you look at, go back at some of those games, some of the, some of the work he was doing, you're thinking, man, if he'd been playing for the last five, six years, in the right situation in the right hands he could be you know he could have been uh, an even greater player uh, and and it, it is one of the real fundamental disappointments i think of the last decade that a player has been marginalized particularly with everything that has supposedly changed in the last few years and what you know the nfl is saying is changing uh, and uh, uh, and that they are fully endorsing the change, how is he not on a roster? It is madness.
0: And the the fact that he was only one throw away from potentially winning the Super Bowl against the Ravens with that crab tree. And yeah. Right. And and so you're like, this guy was, was good. Um, And I think that's, it's a, he's a talking point. You, no one would not have an opinion on, on Colin cap. Yeah. So, So therefore that legacy lives on. And I think that's why he's in the top five for me, just because he's, He's just such a good Niners talking point. Where, you know, there was, there was let, let's not get it wrong. There was a couple of seasons where he wasn't great. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but those moments that he was on fire, uh, he's, he's up there. And then um, uh, I, I like music. to, I like to consider my broadcasting career. Uh, similarly, uh, there yes. are
1: a number of seasons where I wasn't great. <laughs> 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 clearly, clearly I, there's agreement in the house there from what I hear in the background.
0: Yeah, well, that's absolutely fine. That's my dog just under the table at the moment, uh, making sure that I, I'm reading from this piece of paper. Uh, remind, us, your do- what, you remind us your dog's name? Uh, this dog mm-hmm. has a very particular curly tail which we thought because she's a rescue dog that she might be south korean it's called a um it's not frank is it yeah so we've (laughs) gone with tony uh (laughs) yeah we got the call (laughs) well it's a jindo type dog uh i'm not into dogs but now i've got a dog so i'm now into dogs uh it it is um she's called kimchi Kimchi, so, of course the you the have told us cabbage. before kim she has made an appearance on the show before i remember mm. that Kimchi
1: has been on there uh as of course uh rufus the dog one of our favorite a uh, guest uh stars from the uh, animal kingdom uh there are gonna be some let's just say some what? new faces in the new no. season yeah i'm just gonna tease that i'm just gonna drop that in there okay, Leave I that like we that. will maybe the listeners to our edge rush show uh, might remember the, the great Matilda, uh, rest her soul, loved a pick on, on the Rush show. And um, well, there's the next generation coming through, is all I'm going to say. And uh, say no watch more. watch that space. Right. Uh, Cap is number two. We, we better speed
0: up here because we've, yeah. <laughs> we've got, we're going, we're doing a top five here. We're on number two. So, okay. Uh, who are the other three? Tom Deacon, all time great, 49. I- I'm going to name them and then we can discuss them. Maybe that would be the best thing. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's do it. N- number three, you've got Alex Smith. Uh, which is quite an interesting uh, pick right. in your top 49er because yeah. uh, he was a first round pick in the draft uh, and didn't quite live up to it, but then did. I've also put on the list George Kittle, uh, the current tight end for the Niners. I just love him, the The energy he brings. He's a player that just loves blocking. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sometimes a touchdown is just as good as him uh, pushing back a defensive back or or, or yeah. A defensive lineman, love it, and also another tight end uh, who, who joins that list uh, hmm. is Vernon Davis. Yes, yeah, the guy from Dancing great. with the Stars. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for those of you who haven't seen it play, uh, the point zero one percent. It hasn't seen Frank Gore play. set Vernon,
1: who? I, I oh, the guy from Dancing got the Stars. I love that show. Uh,
0: but but he, yeah, sorry, now I, I was just going to say that he he just if you haven't seen him hurtle. Mm. hurdle? Yeah. Hurtle. Hurtle, hurtle. You go with hurtler, hurdle, it's a new word. Yeah, hurdle. I think that's the combined uh, word of a portmanteau. Uh, maybe a
1: hurdle is you're going for the hurdle yeah. and you make it, but you lamp the guy you're hurdling with your knee as you're following through. So he's getting hurt. So it's a hurdle. Or
0: they lift their head up with the helmet mm. and catch you where you Bam. don't want to be caught. Yeah. So it's a hurdle.
1: <laughs> oh, I love it. We've got a new word. Um, I drop that in. I, I want Roma dropping that in next season or maybe actually no. know i want joe buck i think joe buck is
0: <laughs> his best that's a great hurdle from yeah. george kill uh but yeah that uh, he, he monumental in, in a divisional playoff game alex smith threw him the ball to win it uh, against mm. the saints in with only three seconds left yeah he started crying on the field and you're like that is a guy i love that passion yes. um yeah, great, and the way he would hurtle slash hurdle over players uh, and score touchdowns, mainly against the Rams, which again division match, loved it. Yeah, the needle of that
1: love—that's a great top five. Alex Smith, you're right, is an intriguing. I mean, one of the most intriguing characters. I mean, of course his uh, his legacy is forever etched because of his the remarkable end to his career and the bravery and the, mm. and the fight that he showed. But yeah, he was there's so much more to him and his story for me that whole as you suggested number one overall pick that didn't yeah. live up to the hype but that's such a difficult that's such a, obviously such a high bar right when you are yeah. he was a good pro uh and yet it was wise a us because he's not Peyton Manning it's like, well, no one's Peyton Manning <laughs> like, no. very few players ever Peyton
0: Manning like what what are but- we expecting here but if, if the NFL teaches you anything about, the, you know, the, the fine margins and about getting drafted and you might play college, but you never make it into the NFL or you make mm. it in, but never play. Alex Smith, yes, a first round pick. Years of offensive coaches always changing, never got settled. It's, it's a, about adversity with Alex Smith, but he, he never uh, backed down from a challenge. And, and there's a ESPN 4040, 40, I, I think, um, daddy with Daddy. 30 for 30. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. yeah. I added on 10 because it was that good. Uh, 30 for 30, which is just amazing. 50 for 55. <laughs> how much do you like the documentary? 100 for 100. Um, it, just the way he came back after his, his legendary and played again. You're just like that guy embodies what the NFL is about. So yeah. How can you not love Alex Smith? Can't hurtle though. Just hurtle. No, no. And why? And, and he shouldn't yeah. need to. He shouldn't, doesn't need to. Not part of his. Not part of his makeup. Love
1: that. Uh, all right. Let us. Uh, by the way, when you say offensive coach, you meant as in an offensive coordinator, not a Smith. What the hell was that? <laughs> <laughs> Just,
0: <laughs> well, he would have heard enough from the Niners fans yeah, back in the day yeah, at, at Candlestick right. because when I first went the options were uh, Frank Gore's jersey or Alex Smith. And everyone was like, do not get Alex Smith. He is right. a bad name around oh,
1: here. Oh, poor Alex. But, but again, the revisionism, right? Like 49ers fans will probably remember his time with them more favorably. And I guess as well, just the, the limitations of being that type of quarterback in a generation that where things were changing. And it was, of course, most uh, uh, magnified, brilliantly so really, when he was the one year steward to to my yeah. right yeah and it was this is just this is the old school quarterback in terms of his size his style pocket passer versus all right this is the, the next gen coming through uh and I, I think i think he suffered from that i wonder if he'd had you know a similar level of productivity and output Fundamentally, but was just more of a flair player. It was had that electric edge at times where he could, and he actually wasn't a bad scrambler, Smith, as well, you know. But he's right. just not
0: what well, uh, that was. What was his downfall when he got concussed and then right. uh, colin cap came in and mm-hmm. jim harbour was like and it's kind of a reminiscent of of now with the niners jimmy g is your alex smith like yes. he's got he's got his ceiling yeah on, yeah um, it's a great and point. then trey lance is the guy that could be that extra and that's that's the same situation that we have now maybe that's deep down why i'm like i i like i like jimmy g and i want him to do well but i also as a niners fan want trey lance to take us to that next level if he can mm. um Yes, it, it and that's what NFL you get these kind of like similar echoes of another story and you're yeah. like love it. So, next question for you. If you had to draft
1: your 2022 fantasy team today, yep. Let's go to fantasy football, would you pick Let's go with would you pick Baker Mayfield? You had to do. this a little bit like your. You can only go for an Alex Smith or Frank or Jersey. You're laughing. As soon as Baker's name is mentioned, at the moment people start laughing. I'm not. Would you go Baker Mayfield, Jimmy Garoppolo, or Jared Goff as your starting quarterback if you could only draft one of those three for your fantasy team?
0: Oh, it's tough, isn't it? I mean, the the beauty of of fantasy league is you really if your quarterbacks you're going to have to pick one that's starting. So at the moment, I would pick Jared Goff purely on the basis that he is the starting quarterback uh, for the Detroit Lions. So I'm, I, look, don't talk to me about fantasy league. I'm risk adverse. I know what I'm doing. Jared Goff would start. But if Baker Mayfield was to start with the Seahawks and you've got DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett on the, on, on the outside yes, please, oh, I would take Baker yeah. for that reason. And yes. he likes to scramble occasionally. Jared Goff, don't do that ever again. Do not uh, football. Ag- again, I refer you back to Drew Locke. Leave Jared Goff alone on this show. Uh, right. How <laughs> he being... Uh, is it the reason he got into football? Is that right? Or was, it, or was it a big part of it? It's it's definitely a big part because my understanding of... of of all of the teams, all of the players and being able to watch on a Sunday night and have a bit of knowledge like, oh, he's the backup quarterback or he's the second running back. I I think fantasy football gave me more knowledge. Uh, However, I would say this as a caveat, it's also ruins watching uh, American football on a Sunday night if you are... Uh, in the middle of a season where you you've you've picked a team, right. and your player does not score the touchdown, and on red zone they cut over to say the Cleveland Browns, like there's been a touchdown the Cleveland Browns, and you head over, yeah. and it's not your player. I, I have been known to curse, so <laughs> uh, <laughs> because you, you're so in, in in sort of involved, engrossed in in fantasy league, those are your players, and you, yeah. You know, you'd almost run through a brick wall for them in the on this Sunday. If you were a real GM or if
1: we blurred fantasy and reality and, and Tom Deke, what do you do? You have different team names and you always go for the
0: same name? Uh, it tends to, I'm quite boring. Tommy Touchdowns. Tommy uh, Touchdowns. You put yeah. you in our fantasy. This is how bad, how bad I am wow. at fantasy. Draft, Draft Kings, if
1: you're listening, uh, expert at fantasy. <laughs> Don't worry. We're going to have experts of fantasy to, to help guide me through, improve me after 15 years. We were in the same, we were in a league. We were. We've been
0: yeah. in a leagues together before. Um, and neither of us won it now. <laughs> but sure. that's a but, but I will say that, that, that it's one of those, you, you do get better. Each year you play it, you do get better. And look, let's let's not get it twisted. There is an element of luck to it. You come the draft time. you take what players you you assume before the season starts are going to be the starting uh wide receiver tight end but and then that will change and 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 it's about getting better each week, dropping players or, or picking up a player on the waiver wire and becoming an all round tactician that improves year by year and 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 honestly when you get that feeling of winning a league arts, oh, it's it's incredible it feels like you've really worked at it <laughs> yes yeah, so you deserve it. So that's so that blurring of fiction and reality
1: are you uh, so you're the tommy touchdowns gm are you uh, what kind of gm would you be so if you had are always, do you have certain players you always will go to, even if you know, even if the draft nicks and the fantasy gurus are saying, oh, they're down, they're a bust, they're off this year, they're cold. Are you often going to uh, certain players, irrespective? Because my fantasy strategy is I'm going to draft players who were good five years ago. That's, that wow. <laughs> seems to be. So I think I had Odell Beck. You know, I, that, I would I would go, a kind of good example. Yeah, I would probably go... If he's back this season and playing, which appears, I, I would probably get Odell Beckham. Even though he had that kind of relationship with sorts last season with the Rams, like yeah, 2015 Odell Beckham, sure. That's why he's in my 2022 team. <laughs> that's that's
0: my strategy. This is this is why it's kind of brutal that that if that player say I'm a Niners fan mm-hmm. and I've got a decision this year, do I do I draft George Kittle? Yeah, I would right. say no. Uh, I love George Kittle, but where he's going to be drafted is too high for what I think he's going to do this year. Mm. So even though I'm a Niners fan and I, I support George Kittle, I'm risk adverse thinking, no, th- he's not going to be the George Kittle he was three seasons ago or or two seasons ago. Um, and you kind of have to forget it's you are genuinely like a GM in the NFL. Like it's not what you did for me yesterday. It's what can you do for me today? And it's brutal, but, yeah. but uh, you know, like uh, one season, Kenyon Drake won me a, a fancy league because I I drafted him. Um, I didn't draft him; I picked him up off the waiver wire. He scores three touchdowns in the week seventeen or whatever it was. And and next season, I, I was like, I'll pick him up. I'll be and he let me down. So yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I don't think you can. I like I like the, I like the fact you're that kind of that kind of GM because I am as well. Like, you know,
1: the, the sentimental GM. If we go back to the conversation we had at the top so many teams immersed in any cup players, you know, the whole any given Sunday storyline with Lawrence Taylor. And, you know, I would definitely be in that camp of you've had, you know, you've been my guy. You've been my, I- I'm going to, I'm going to give you another, even though I know it's wrong. I know you're going to get me four points a game. I'm going to yeah. come ninth in the league. I want to be that GM. to go out with my guys as opposed to when, anything When, when
0: we, when we were in the same league now, I drafted um, Frank Gore, but he's, yeah. he's not really the best fantasy running back to, to, to get. He might be your fifth choice. Yeah. Great. It's him on the roster. Important in the locker room, though. important in the fantasy locker room, right? To have that guy. Exactly. And look, I, I'm going to share this with you. Last season, I, I had a moment where I, I couldn't decide between two players and I, and I, I gave him a dressing down. I looked at my app on my phone <laughs> and I said, listen, don't let me down. Listen, you could not let me down today uh, to the wide receiver that I was I was choosing. And um, I went name names, but but he didn't deliver for me. And you know what? He was on the bench for the rest of the season. And I tell you, a player that winds me up a treat, and I will not be drafting this year is Amari Cooper. I put him in one week. He's incredible. But the next week he's terrible. But I keep him in because I show that favoritism and like I support you. Yeah, whenever I play him, he has a bad day, doesn't get me points. When I'm just on the bench, he's my top scorer on the bench. I <laughs> Lo- love it. I it's
1: always that, oh, why didn't I start? Why didn't I start him? I, again, something I routinely get wrong. No, I'm looking actually at our league from last season. Um, We were both in it. We ended up in the consolation bracket. Incidentally, mm-hmm. Sleeper is the app that the guys who set it up... Uh, it's, it's our show league kind of, isn't it? But we're, so Ollie's in it. Marek's in it. Asmir's in it. Some uh, good people. Uh,
0: Some good people are involved. Yeah. Is that Nicky Bandini as well? I think is in it. Uh, yeah. Nicky Bandini. The, the, what happens? That's, I th- ben a dynasty course. league. Yeah. league so yes, that's continue. right. Yeah. Uh, Nicky Bandini will be sending trades at you left, right and center. Um, yeah, it's it's tricky when you're playing against someone who really knows what they're doing. It's it's very tricky to. to... Kimchi in the house. Yeah. Like, hi, like, kimchi. Like it, Get the, oh,
1: kimchi's like it beautiful. It never
0: happened, the barking. Of course.
1: Uh, it, we often wonder, um, my wife and I were talking about the other day that uh, with the two, uh two kittens that we have now in the house uh, uh, who i'll just show my hand a little bit more in terms of our uh, edge rush guest stars next season but with uh, with them in the house the uh we popped out forgot something came back in so like literally 30 seconds later and we thought do the cats think we've been gone for hours <laughs>
0: <laughs> i just wonder yeah. how that how that do they think do they have any any way of working that out Concept of time? No, not really. Just uh, I've had two naps. That's about they must have been gone for days. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a weird one. But no, I I I genuinely do love fantasy. It it it's 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 brought out more of of me as an NFL fan. I'm, oh my word (laughs) good luck cutting this one ollie yeah (laughs) well i think it's i think it's absolutely deserved kimchi thank
1: you for uh for your sterling efforts here because it's making this edit a hell of a lot harder for ollie and i applaud that and appreciate i think it's i think it's retribution and karmic payback uh quite frankly so loving your work kimchi so our new fantasy show you're gonna get stuck in with that involved with that i hope tom and 100 update us we better look at that Dynasty league because dynasty, of course, being the operative word, that we go again in that one. <laughs> no, no one's said anything. Yet. We forgot we were in it. I think five minutes yeah. ago. So I
0: think we need to get <laughs> we need to get on the case with that. And uh, I will reach out to uh, to. Well, this is the problem that mm. I. I mean, I think I was part of six different leagues last year. Yeah, uh, and, and that's too many. Uh, and my girlfriend has said to me, "Look, listen, even when the Niners are winning." I'm not happy cuz George Kittle didn't get a touchdown. She says I think you need to rein it in a bit, maybe just be for 2 or 3 leagues. So that, you know, dynasty league, uh or as I refer to it, the dynasty that I'm trying to create here. I I am going to put more effort in this year, Nat. Um, so I'm coming for you. When we go head to head, I'm, I'm ready. coming for you. I'm only really going to be in three leagues. I'm going to win all of them. Yeah, that's like streamlining. We're going to win all of them. Tom Digg
1: is coming. We need to, you know what? We'll work out in this, in this Sleeper League, who is actually, who remembers the <laughs> they're in it, which is probably quite a good starting point. Um, I've realized actually that Brandrini really isn't Nicky. Nicky has been in fantasy leagues before, but that is James Sandrini, who is of course, who is a fantasy guru who yeah. you, know, you might be hearing a little bit more from uh, listeners planet Oz. That's my friend Oz. who's never played fantasy before in his life
0: and made it to the final it luck luck but also skill maybe maybe Mm. if you've never played fantasy maybe you've got it in you to be that gm he's a money he's
1: a money guy you know he's a you know city guy Uh, we're convinced that he after all these years still doesn't actually understand how stock markets work and he basically just picks up his phone and goes buy sell buy uh randomly it just does really well as it's proof, that's evidenced actually by fantasy, right? He's never played fantasy before
0: yeah. and he and he ends up in the final. I don't think he had any idea what was happening. No. It it but it's but it's there is an element to luck of saying, Oh, I'm gonna play these two running backs this week. It looks like a good matchup. You do it, they'll have a great game or they won't. Uh, And, and, you know, you're kind of like, there's nothing you can do when you can't sub your players uh, during the game. You can't be tactical with your bench versus your your starting lineup. So you are just at the mercy of the, the NFL fantasy gods are you final question you and kimchi is that a co-gm dynamic is kimchi your head coach how's that how's that uh, well i wasn't going to announce it uh yet but yeah there is there is talk We're we're trying to work out the contracts right now mm. uh where, yeah um i'm i'm giving her the uh, defensive coordination uh for the team <laughs> sure. of which there is there is none in fantasy but but i don't want her to know about that just yet but but yeah it's a <laughs> role it's a re- role he's on the payroll now if,
1: if you if you don't we won't we'll keep you on that hey, Deeks, we're out of time and it's a shame because there are again looking at this running order unsurprisingly we've got through about a third of a <laughs> third of it but we'll have to get you back because there's a ton of fun stuff i want to talk to you about yeah in the offseason we didn't get into what makes a great stadium we were going to talk oh, about that no. uh, we're going to talk about this look really fun uh who of course You are an erstwhile a stand-up. That's how I started out. And so we were going to discuss which uh, players or coaches in the league we'd least like to do stand-up in front of. (laughs) Uh, Mine would definitely be Sean McVay because he would remember everything I'd ever done. So he'd know my set better than I did, probably, and would just like – get to the
0: punchline before before I could. Uh, but that looked like a lot of fun. we'll have to get you back, bud. And, and oh, okay. Well just just as a name that would spring to mind is Bill Belichick. Just the <laughs> eye roll. That would kill me inside. And I'd still had I'd still have to do my time, wouldn't I? As a oh, comedian. You're God. booked for a certain amount of time. You can't leave that stage. Just the eye roll of Bill. And even if I tried to do some uh, audience interaction with him, so hey, <laughs> Billy. Uh, <laughs> it, it, like any journalist has ever tried with Bill Belichick. Yeah, it, 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 he springs to mind. But that would be a great question. Yeah. I like to think that
1: it, it would be a challenge if you could get Belichick to laugh that would be your work is done right if yeah, you yeah retire get, immediately you might drop off stage and even if you hadn't done your time you've done your time if you've done that and i wonder how you get belichick to laugh much like i've seen it uh, a number of different super bowl media uh sessions when belichick is just getting inundated with mundanity and <laughs> the eye roll is in full effect Uh, When he gets asked a serious football question, or a, a question, maybe serious is the wrong word, but a question that really piques his football interest... His eyes light up and he's he's away. Yeah. So maybe
0: you just have to construct a really elaborate, <laughs> elaborate football X's and O's gag. That- I was chatting to Nick Saban the other day, and he said he's the greatest uh, head coach ever. Just see a little chuckle from yeah. Bill Belichick. as their two best mates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd, I'd have to do a bit more research about him. Hey, who would want to head coach the Cleveland Browns? Am I right? <laughs> Bill Belichick, you know, started there. You know, just just in jokes, basically. I'd have to. That's a great idea. I think, yeah,
1: exactly. Drop some or find some obscure play that he picked up from Appalachian State's playbook in 1983 that he's weaved in and just drop a gag on that.
0: Hey guys, I was thinking, who would trade up in the draft? Am I right, Bill?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Just revert back to mid 80s stand up. Airline foot, what's that about style? But but about the NFL and really, really fundamental observations that resonate with Belichick. Hey, it's all in the craft of these jokes. (laughs) Bill? Now Anything? I know, now I know where they're, now I they know what they call it. Special teams, right, Bill? Am I right? Good night, folks. I love that. Um, always reminds me of, you know, um, The Naked Gun. Yeah. The original series, it was from Police Squad when uh, Frank Trevor was undercover as a stand-up. And you see him going on stage, <laughs> custom on stage. And he goes, where are you from, sir? Chicago. Chicago? Me too. How about you, ma'am? Uh, Tulsa. Tulsa? Me too.
0: (laughs) 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 Do you know what? Uh, Yeah, we could have a lot of fun with this. Uh, Let's do this next time, Nat. A whole show on this,
1: please. Yeah, perfect. Deal. Look after yourself. If our listeners want to follow you on social, Tom,
0: where are they heading? Do you know what? If if they're listening right now, which they... Probably will be uh, then. Um, then Tom Deacon comedy is your best bet on Instagram, nice. uh, and of course the F one esports season is starting up again later in the year, so uh, that'll definitely be worth uh, a watch if you're you're into your sim racing. So um, yeah, uh, come find me. uh I hope I've I've tickled your enthusiasms, and maybe you've got an argument about the top five Niners players that I didn't mention. Oh, lovely! Yeah, we love an argument at the NC show. If you do fire those in, did you agree with Tom? Are you a 49 Niners fan? Where would
1: your list land? Make sure wherever it does land, you're carrying it with you in your wallet as Tom does. I think we're starting a trend there. Uh, Kimchi, good to see you. Uh, Tom, good to see you. Look after
0: yourself. An absolute pleasure. Nat. Take care. Take care.
1: Fabulous stuff from Tom. Uh, Particularly enjoyed Kimchi's Insight as well. Hope you did too. At the NC Show, let us know. uh, If you agree with his top five, let us know. Did fantasy get you into NFL? Is that why you're an NFL fan? At the NC Show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Still no TikTok. Uh, Go figure. We're going to work on that. That fantasy show is going to be dropping soon. Uh, We're going to wheel out of college days soon as well. We've got some brilliant guests lined up over the coming weeks and lots of episodes flying as well. So we're just gonna mix up the frequency a bit. It was one episode this week. Uh, Aware of that, we're gonna roll in uh, plenty more with different angles over the off season. And as we start to crank up towards the 2022 season and look at this gang, we were in the end of May now, right? June, July, we are three months and change away from the start of the season. That feels good. Uh, Listen, one more thing. Thank you to everybody who has reviewed us on the pod platforms you listen to us on. Really, really appreciate that uh, big time. We read them all. We love them. And uh, it really helps us with our sponsors. Shout out DraftKings. Shout out CollegeFootballIsland.com. And it helps spread the word, gets the word out there. And uh, we couldn't do this without you. Uh, and so we really appreciate you taking time to let us know what you think of the show. If you got 30 seconds, a minute, hop on apple pods or spotify wherever you listen to and uh leave a review you can you on spotify i'm not sure you can spotify crew hit me up let me know <laughs> take care see you next time bye sports social podcast network